Happy Halloween, and welcome to Mountain Talk. I'm Rachel Geringer, and in this special Halloween episode, we bring you an interview with Sabrina Flick of Whitesburg, Kentucky's favorite haunted house, Brimstone. Sabrina talks about her love of all things Halloween and shares some history and stories about how to create a creepy, creepy scene. Sabrina Flick. Um, I work at MCHD right now, but when I first started with Brimstone and everything was like 12 years ago, almost 13 years ago, and I didn't do it. I had a little boy, a little baby, he was six months old, and it was just kind of one of those things that were last minute, and now it's, it's, it's much different, but we, my brother and I are the ones that sort of created it, and we're only two of three they're still the originals so so it's been around for 12 or 12 so? years we was, wow. yeah we started it in 2006 and actually uh, my uncle Wade Banks he would do the Arlie Boggs's little fall festival every year and he would do their little haunted house inside the school so it was really mild and very Ooh, I'm Dracula, you know, stupid <laughs> kind of. I loved it. It was great. But he was shorthanded one year, and he was like, come down here and help us, you know, do this haunted house. And I was like, okay, whatever. All right, I'll do it. Okay. So we go down there, and I just fell in love with it. It was so much fun. I, it was great. And then the next year, I helped him again. And I was, you know, the next year, I was like, oh, God, we're going to do the haunted house, you know. And he was like, nah, no, I just I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. And I, I was devastated. And I was like, no. I love it, you know, because I just I love Halloween. I love everything about it. So, from that point forward, I was like, I'm just going to do it myself. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. And so, I got my brother and like my sister and a couple. Of, there's literally like seven of us, and we had. It was just for fun. It was ridiculously cheesy and terrible and out in the woods for like nothing. But <laughs> it was it was like the best time ever. <laughs> so that's how it started back then in 2006. Wait, and so when you first went with your uncle, how old were you? Let's see. Okay, I'm 33 now. 2006. And it would have been like three years before that. So I was still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So like 15 years ago. So yeah, I was young. Yeah. And so did you, when you decided to do, like start your own, because your uncle didn't want to do it anymore, did you know you wanted it to be like scarier? No, like when we started, (laughs) literally, I was like, we're just totally going to do this. It'll be fun for like the little... You know, EO is super tiny and sort of this little hole in the wall over there. And uh, it was really just for the kids because I was like, well, they're going to be so disappointed. And then they can just come down here and it won't be no big deal. And uh, I had no idea it would even we would even do it past that one time. It was just sort of like, let's just do it. It's fun. It'll be fun. It'll be totally something to do. But then after that year, like we got asked to do it again, you know, and it's like, oh, that's that was fun. Let's let's just do it again. That was cool. And so we just, we just kept going. And then like every year we'd have a couple more people or, um, like we actually did it for Arley Box School one year, uh, like behind the school up in their woods. And that was probably like, uh, sort of not really like a big game changer. <laughs> really, it wasn't anything majorly different. We just had a lot more exposure where it was for the school. Mm-hmm. And so they were advertising for it. And we had a big crowd versus, you know, before it was just, you'd have to wait a couple minutes here and there and hope somebody else would show up to go through. It was not <laughs> a big deal. It wasn't anything big. And then once we got a crowd, we were like, oh man, that's awesome. That was so much fun. But we didn't ever think that we would ever be able to like come over to Whitesburg. We got we got a lot of negative, you know, uh, a, not really attention, I guess, but just a lot of people talking bad about it. They looked down on a haunted house. They didn't. Mm. 
they didn't understand that we were like literally just doing it for for fun so we had to that was a big hurdle earlier on that we had to get mm. through what did people why did why did people not like what you're doing you know i think it's just because of the um the religious area that we're in and a lot of people and i'm not just saying i'm not saying i'm not trying to put anybody in a box or nothing or stereotype anyone but a lot of the old older generation didn't really you know see it being as something that was just fun and that we wanted to do it with good purpose other than oh well that's a group of wild heathen devil worshiping you know like yeah. <laughs> they're a cult <laughs> and i swear like we still up until the literally like the last two years still have people that are like well i, I heard you're a part of that brimstone cult over there that's doing those devil worshiping thing like <laughs> i don't i don't know where it comes from or why people want to but you're always going to have people that talk negatively about anything you do so we just we just roll with it we just keep going and thank goodness the the good outweighs the bad with it and we have a really 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 good fan base right now that i'm super thankful for yeah so um when did you move over to whitesburg when did you start doing them over here well um actually there was a year that we weren't doing it and, and it was after um maybe it was the year after i don't know if it was a year after we did it f- for all the bogs ourselves or if it was the year before but ben boggs um was helping the school do theirs and he called me like the night before and he was like help me <laughs> it's pretty much like i don't know what to do and i need help and i was like okay so like i went down there and i took my brother and and well both my brothers and my sister-in-law and we all went down there and we just kind of hurried and threw something together and i and by chance i met um pat shelton um Pat and Joe Shelton, and they lived over in Yellow. I, I didn't know them before, but she came through, and I, I met her, and instantly it was just like a connection. I just loved her. I call her Mama Pat, but um, she was very into Halloween and just all the things, and she was like, I loved what you've done. This is really fun. This is awesome, you know, and the more I talked to her, the more we just clicked, and at the time, she was um, on the tourism committee, maybe, or I, but she worked on it the, when it was the gallery, the underground gallery. And uh, she was like, I just really wish that you could do your haunted house in Mottsburg. And I was like, it's never going to happen. They're just never going to let us do it for sure. It's not going to happen. So she actually talked to uh, David Naramore. And she convinced him to give us a shot. And so we actually came over on like sort of like a trial basis kind of thing. And did it in the tourism building. And it was... It was a huge success. We had people like lying down the street and it was just, it was super fun. We, and at that point, you know, we were like, oh my God, we made so much money this year. And <laughs> we were doing it for the Tree of Hope that year. Cause anytime that we've ever done it, we've never wanted the money out of it. It was always just about having fun and, and, you know, doing something that was exciting, good, good hobby. And so we donated all of that to the Tree of Hope because I, I knew the girl at the time that would, had took it over and she was kind of, struggling with it and I was like well let's just let's just do it for the and then David uh Nairmore approached me to about doing it again so after that it just kind of stuck and uh the mayor worked with us and got us the building after the tourism building had been sold and it's just it's kind of progressively got bigger every year Mm. thank goodness yeah (laughs) you know um so you said that there were maybe like six or seven people who first started it. Yeah, there was there wasn't hardly anybody. Like it was so bad that the people that started like in the beginning of the haunted house or the haunted fort, it was a haunted forest. Um, we would have to make like shortcuts for them to be able to like get in back in front of the crowd so that they could get like a second scary in because we didn't have enough people. Um, but I think the 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 one really cool factor that we had was the fact that where we were in the woods, we utilized it, and so we had like we had like a zip line in it, and so we had like people jumping out of trees and swinging and like a hangman, and it was really cool. So they were like, "Holy cow, there's some neat stuff going on in this little bitty rinky dink." I don't know what they're trying to do in here, but it's pretty <laughs> neat. You should go check it out. And it was sort of a couple of little signature things that we did. I feel like that people were like just little bit of word of mouth that we did get from way over across the mountain that put us kind of on the map with just a just a smidge mm. for other people to give us a chance. Mm-hmm. 
And then, so now you've grown quite a bit since then. How many people are, like, were a part of it this year? We have 30-plus volunteers. Whoa. Who are all, like, a part of the, like, performing or whatever? Yeah. What do do you call it? Honestly, I feel like it's, I feel like the whole thing is like a production. You're acting, and you have a role, and, you know, we got a theme, and you know what you got to do. So I just feel like it's a super huge act. It's like a play, basically. So, yeah, we have, we have actors in there and and they age and range from seven to like 36 so there's tons and before the year is over like the season is over we always have more already wanting to do the next year Mm -hmm. and that's but stuff like that has just literally been in the past like three years that it's really got to a point to where it's almost overwhelming because there's so many people to try to like navigate and and honestly it's just all volunteer work all these some of these people work ridiculous hours and have kids and like they're still like that's it's it's part of their schedule that's this is happening from august october don't talk to me because i've got stuff to do (laughs) to do for broomstone you know so you all start planning in august or you start prepping in august honestly it's got to be to where it's almost a uh, year-round kind of thing because we do separate events we have like uh these themed you know dance parties and stuff um Mm. we've done we've done a fundraiser earlier this year was in april i think i think april for a little boy um that uh that zach works with uh just found out that he had a a brain tumor Mm. real bad and he wasn't gonna be able to come to work because you know they were gonna have to take him and so we we put together a big dance party down at summit you know we worked with keisha and she was great and we raised like i think we raised a thousand dollars that night for him you know just to give to them Mm -hmm. so there's stuff that we do literally like our base group that we have which also keeps growing that are there no matter what for whatever we do they all just you know drops everything and just come in and and I love that about you know everybody there everybody's on the same page really well with that so we do that and the the parties just are usually just different types of holidays or seasonal whatever mm-hmm. you know we had a uh, masquerade ball a couple months ago so that was fun mm-hmm. but we do that stuff to kind of get like seed money to do and buy all the things that we need for brimstone that way we don't have to put any money back out of the money that we make on the knots of brimstone so everything that we make those two knots go strictly for that whatever charity or person or whatever we're working with that year okay and so i guess for people listening who've never been can you describe (laughs) the space that you're now I've also never been. <laughs> so for me too. Can you describe like the building? I've heard people describe it, but like what's yeah. the space that you use? And maybe you just you just did this year's round, right? Yeah. This past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um could you talk about like what the theme was this year and sort of describe it for people? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh well the building is the old water plant and honestly up until a couple of years ago like right before we started using it, I had no idea that building was even up there because it's sort of hidden back in this little nook, but it's a it's a three-story concrete building and it, there's no windows, there's no doors. The roof is leaking. <laughs> so uh it's got this big huge pit area that holds water. Um, so when I approached the mayor about it, he was like, uh, it's like (laughs) falling apart. It's condemned. I don't know. And I was like, I swear, I promise we'll make it safe. So, um, we went in, we, uh, tried to fix the roof, you know, the best we can. And then, um, we added rails on all the windows that could possibly people walk by or fall out of and all handrails on all the stairs, We've done a lot of construction in it, so each room has got some sort of wooden fixture or wall or whatever that we've we've uh, put up there. Thank God no one's come up there and torn it down, you know, this past two years. Uh, the weather is kind of an issue, even though we're inside, we're still not shielded from, like, this past weekend, I was so glad that we didn't get the weather that was calling for, the, the rain and everything, we would have been on mudslide outside we had to put a lot of wood chips down to 
it's just terrible. <laughs> it's perfect for us. It's a lot of space. Like I said, it's all just concrete and huge. There's lots of big rooms. And so we try to mix up the way that they come in and out because there's so many different options so that it's different every year. Um, this was our third year in that building. But this year's theme, we were kind of like going back where they're redoing all the 80s like horror flicks right now. Yeah. We wanted to kind of like, and this is something we typically never ever do. We always have our own themes, but... We wanted to kind of like pay tribute to old iconic horror. So we had all the, you know, the Freddy and Jason and Leatherface and Pinhead and the Exorcist and all these things that everybody hate from their childhood <laughs> in there under one roof. And it, it went really well. Um, I don't know that it's been our, our best theme, but it was our best year. And so it, it worked out. Mm. What are some other themes you've had? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> when we first came to Whitesburg, we had like, um, let's see, uh, Devil's Playground. And then um, we went to uh, where Annie's used to be in that pink building. We did it there one year and it was Phobia. And that was kind of like a more of a challenge year. We split the inside up into two separate uh, paths to where the, if you can't, and, and we only did groups of like even numbers. So if you came in a group of four that year, they would take you in. And once you went in, we halved your group. And you had, like, it was like a challenge. It was like a race to get through these challenges in each room. And then if you could get through that room, whatever your task was, you still had to worry about whether or not you were going to beat the people on the other side. And so whoever lost that year, they would come and take you out and put you in two coffins that you had to stay in until that group, the other group. Oh went through it was a little it was off it was a little off the wall that year but it was fine it was fine um since we've been in the uh, we call it the tower since we've been uh in our location this year uh that we're at it's we've done purgatory and that was the year honestly uh was terrible it was the, not the haunted house but we had so much vandalism that year and um people during the actual nights of came and just attacked the buildings like throwing huge rocks in on us and we had to stop the show the kids were scared to death it was a mess and that was going to be our last year but after that uh we had such a huge like fan base come up and be like don't quit please don't quit come back don't let them you know ruin this and so we decided all right well We'll, we'll go again and we'll see what happens. So last year we did Coven. And then, you know, of course this year was called Slaughterhouse because of all the, you know, 80s cheesy horror guys in there. <laughs> but it was still it was pretty good. you 
if it's like a secret, but I'm curious if there are like certain tricks, you know what I mean, to like making some of the scary stuff happen. And I don't want you to give away your like oh, secret no. recipe I don't mind. of horror don't features. Even <laughs> it really, honestly, um, it all depends on. I guess we base everything that we do from the very get go off of our theme. Like all the characters and what we're gonna do, like what we, we we get a theme, and then that's what I start with, and I'm like, okay, so now I'm gonna go through every room and I'm gonna make a scene, and then when we go from that, it goes to okay, who fits this scene best, and so then I start placing people, and then we start making the actual scene happen. So then we start going through what we need to make it happen, and luckily, you know, we've got some really good builders and workers and welders and electricians and all the good stuff up there the people that come and help but it's it's probably a lot to do with just um illusions as far as just what you think you're seeing but you're not really we we really try to work on that whole lot with stuff that we do um and lighting uh, I love the lighting. The lighting to me is probably the best set off for the scenes. If you don't have the right lighting, it just, it don't work out. We put probably, well, thank God, we've I got a really, a whole big bunch of stored up over the years lighting, but we really put a lot of that into it. That's probably the hardest thing that we have to do is run lights, especially up there because you don't have any electricity, so we have to make it work off of generators and running all those extension cords and hiding them and then making sure they're not tripping hazards and yeah, all that good stuff. It's a mess. Uh, but, I mean, it's just... Well, example, uh, we have one of our little girls uh, this year, she, she was like, I want to do something extreme i want and her mom actually is one of the ones that have been with us since the very beginning and she was like i'm out my body can't handle this anymore she was like i'm gonna be down there taking money up so <laughs> you let let her do what she wants to do so we had built like a small little platform for her to sit on like up on the like near the ceiling and but you couldn't really see it and so it looked like she was pinned up there and with the lighting you you really couldn't tell it was just one of those things you're like oh there's a girl hanging up there in the corner like she that's freaking me out so it's just something sometimes it's something really simple like that and other times you know to get the effect of like upstairs was 13 ghosts so it was i was, I was like oh my god we're gonna spend nine million dollars to try to get <laughs> plexiglass or something up here and then I'm terrified someone's gonna come up there and bust them because we can't keep people out so it was a trick of matter of finding something that would work instead and luckily you know one of our girls was like I got an idea and it was just this really thick it's almost like a rubbery type of weird plastic and when we stretched it out it you could literally not tell that it wasn't Hmm. glass so it's just it's little things that make it just better in the daytime you're like well whatever but once you get in there and the music and the lights and i just feel like it's really probably not one factor to it it's it's a mixture of everything i don't even know if i answered that question but (laughs) as someone who doesn't know anything about how i've been to one haunted house in my life i'm a wimp i can't do like i'm probably the worst person to do this interview because i like (laughs) i don't get any of your references to past movies because i cannot do it i can't do it I'm well, like it's actually funny because people ask me to go to haunted houses. You know, I'm like, nah. I don't want. They're like, what? And I'm like, Mm-mm, no. I I do them. I'll be in it. I'm not gonna go through it. Sorry. <laughs> they're like, you're so weird. Yeah. I know. Do you did you learn any of the like things that go into creating like a scene or characters or any of that from your uncle from? Well, it's, it started out like that, and, you know, because he was doing it for a an elementary school, it was, like I said, it was really, really mild, but the biggest thing I took away from him was the fact that I can build walls out of plastic like nobody's business, <laughs> because they had just, like, one big open rectangle of a space, and so in order to make a, a maze, you know, you'd have to stretch out wire or string and like drape plastic and tape it off and make mazes out of it and at the time uh when we come over here in the woods it actually wasn't so bad because you didn't have to do that you're the woods in itself is enough but when we got over here to the top of the what was the tourism building it was literally a huge 
wide open space with no walls and my brother and me were just like what are we going to do with this you know and the amount of money we spend on plastic to just make the walls was ridiculous so that was probably literally the biggest thing I ever took away from him was being able to sit down from a bird's eye view and sketch out a blueprint and then make these walls and a lot of people don't realize how much stuff goes into it especially if it's one I'm not saying that ours is better. I'm just saying like to the caliber that we do it, what goes into it and how long it takes. But along the way with everything else, it's pretty well been experience. Well, we'll try this. Okay, well, that definitely didn't work. So we're going to have to try something else because this is stupid. (laughs) Or like that just, that failed so hard. Or holy cow, that worked awesome. So, you know, it's just trial and error. I didn't really, I like I said, I don't go to haunted houses. So... I, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I'm going to go check out this haunted house. See what's going on in here. See what works for them because I'm too big of a chicken. I just don't do it. I'm like, mm. Wait, so you don't go to haunted houses because it scares you? I don't like being, like, uh, startled because I have so <laughs> I swear, like, I have such <laughs> a bad reaction with it. Like, it makes me sick and, like, I jump. And also, I can't see very well at night. So I don't like to go into places that I don't have a clue where I'm going because I I will I absolutely stumble and fall like crazy in places that I do know where I'm going in the dark so I just I don't go I don't go to haunted houses at all but it's not scary to create the whole thing and then scare other people no it's completely opposite like it is such I always tell and like and Zach was this was his first year and I kept trying it because he was nervous he was like I've never done this before I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this and I told him I was like just wait until your adrenaline rush hits because it does like your adrenaline gets so high with it especially when you hear like you know you get some of these teenage girls coming in and they're just screaming the whole time and you can hear them in the scenes before coming they're screaming and you're like oh yeah i got this it's gonna be so good they're gonna be so scared it's awesome and you just like you're on a full 10 all night long like so you're pushing through all these elements he was in freezing water all night that night and uh you don't realize it. You really don't realize until, like, what you're putting your body through and everything you're doing until you go home and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Literally, I'm going to die. But, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't go through them. I, I love scaring people, but I don't want to go through them. I wouldn't want to go through mine. If I didn't know what was happening, I wouldn't want to go through mine. I wouldn't. Well, I'm curious, like, have you had people get so scared they couldn't, like, do you ever break character if people are, like, absolutely melting down yes (laughs) and does it happen often i've been curious about that in the beginning we didn't have like an age limit on it and so we started having kids like run out of their shoes or just take off going and we'd have to stop because they would literally just be like wide open and take off running and we're like no 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 no," you know like hold up hold up or like dad would bring in baby like two-year-old on his shoulders screaming the whole time and you're you feel like crap if you know that there's a lover heart coming in here scared to death you're not going to come up at him and make it worse So I was like, we're not getting the full effect that we need here with these babies in here. So we need to not let that be an option. But (laughs) because we, and and everybody has to sign waivers for that reason, because we are very hands-on. Like there might be somebody come out and just straight grab you and pull you into a room. Or, you know, like I said, with with the phobia one that we did, we completely separated. And if you come in in a pair, like poor boyfriend and girlfriend, little girlfriend, you know, in face in boyfriend's jacket just terrified and they pulled them apart and forced them to go by themselves. so Mm-mm. you know that was <laughs> nope that was uh i'm glad i'm doing this interview i'll definitely not come yeah next year. it was um <laughs> that was uh, an experience but i yeah i got lost what did oh you just it, what do did people get you have to like oh yeah yeah like they um uh, we don't now the only time that we stop now is if somebody's doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Because we, we forewarn them, like, don't throw punches. Don't don't be rude or disrespo- disrespectful. Don't try to come at us and, you know, this is you know what you're coming into. So don't try to be stupid. And, you know, we had to kick a couple out this year because they didn't listen. You don't listen, then, you you, you know, that we just can't have it because it's, it's honestly, it's dangerous. That's why we have these rules. And so that's why if they don't listen, they got to go. But other than that, no, we don't care how scared they get. Like they've, they've been in balled up little messes on the floor, screaming and crying. And the person with them literally like dragging them across the floor, like, get up, come on, you know. And we had what, two 
or three pee on themselves this year. Oh my god! Yeah, and it was so funny. <laughs> she come through and uh, <laughs> the guy that was with her, she was like, "Oh my god, I peed on myself," and he was like, "It's on my back." <laughs> And, you know, you get tickled at them because of their reaction, especially these little kids, too. The ones that do come in, like, right borderline, like, eight and nine. Hilarious. Like, you're trying so hard to keep a straight face and, like, scare them, but their reactions, like, I have to turn around and just go back and, like, laugh. It's good. It's really good. That, But, no, we don't, we don't stop anymore now that there's not kids in there because they're full-on aware of what's getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. We've had some throw up, so that was good. I mean, it's not good, but... <laughs> As far as far as, re- as far as reaction goes for us, we're like, yes, we made them throw up. That has to mean that that was awesome. That was such a good idea. <laughs> they peed on themselves. They peed on themselves. They threw in up. In a ball on the floor, they threw up. We're They're doing outside it right. getting some oxygen right now. I think we should definitely keep this for next year. It's good. It's a good decision. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're listening to Mountain Talk on WMMT. And in this Halloween episode, we bring you an interview with Sabrina Flick about the history and behind-the-scenes operations of Whitesburg's favorite haunted house, Brimstone. So I'm I'm sort of jumping backwards, but when you said you sort of start prepping all year, but that the people who are doing brimstone is what you call the haunted house, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, start in August. Is that just for the haunted house kind of? Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll do separate things and we're prepping for brimstone earlier than that, but it's like in season is August 1st. I'm like, all right, guys, it's time. Like, and what, and how, like, what is the season? How much, because it sounds like it is just a ton of work and it prep. It is. It's like, guys. Nobody has any idea. Yeah, I'm like, all right, so I'm going to start doing characters. When I get your character, we're going to start talking about your costume because we make our costumes too. You know, like, uh, this year was really out of our comfort zone. We had to buy masks and I'm not into that. I just don't like it. Uh, I like doing a lot of original stuff, but obviously... You know, this year was completely, like I said, out of our comfort zone. So we did order um, a couple of things like the the Freddy gloves and stuff like that. But we have two really awesome people, three, uh, Tosh, Emma, and Jude. And they hand make all of our costumes. So we start then and let them know, you know, okay, we need this. And we're going to have to have this. And we're going to have to have this. And they really pull it out of the gate like... They deliver. They sit up for hours on end and just whatever I want them to do. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to have this material and this material. So then it's like, okay, I have to have this much money. So let's have this fundraiser. And there's just so much that has to, it's like a domino thing. You know, once you start, it starts everything and it, it takes forever to get it done. So we have to. And like, it even stresses me out to think that we just get started in August because sometimes it's, I'm like, oh my God, like that's just two months and it's not enough time <laughs> because... Uh, you know, he, thank God he worked, he and a couple of others work at the sawmill. And so they bring in lumber and I'm like, all right, guys, like your day's off. Here we go. Let's start building. And here's what you got to build. And I need this here and I need this to be like this. And then you come up, you know, you think you got your plan laid out, but then there's always something that's like, 
uh, so that's not going to work and we're going to do something different. And so then it's like, all right, well, let's redo this. And then sometimes when you have to redo one little bitty thing, it's redoing everything because that one little bitty thing won't work out for like all the little bitty things. Hmm. So that's August from August until literally five minutes before the first group comes <laughs> up. It's we're nonstop. This year I literally was about to have a nervous breakdown because I was like, there's no way we're getting done. We're not getting done. This is not happening. And it was literally like first group was coming through and one of our guys, Billy, he was like, I don't have a stable gun and I need a stable gun because this <laughs> this is not hung right now and I gotta have a stable gun and this group's coming up the hill and I'm like Where's where's Billy's stable gun? We gotta get this wall up. They're walking up the hill. And, but it's, I don't even know why I'm surprised. It's literally like that every single year. No matter how hard we try to prep for it, it's still... Because we, we always try to make it better. We always try to outdo the, the previous year. And it's got to a point to where I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. We'll just we'll wing it. <laughs> um, so, let's see if I've asked all those questions. Yeah. Have... What are some of the different charities that you've donated to over the years? Um, we've done the Tree of Hope. That's what we started out with. And then um, we had like a, a, an individual. We did a little girl named Mackenzie. Oh, I can't think of her last name. But she uh, she was uh, two or three and she had leukemia. Mm. And so we uh, donated everything to her, to her that year and she was having to go back and forth to Lexington quite a bit. We did like a, she was obsessed with Minnie and Mickey Mouse so we went and rented uh, Minnie and Mickey Mouse like f- huge costumes and did a big tea party for her. <laughs> so we all like did, it was all, it was almost like a second birthday party because we had the whole gifts and the tea party and the decorations and all that good stuff and she, she loved it and that was one of my most favorite years with her. Um, Shriners, we've done Shriners. Last year, we did, um, one of my, one of the the girls that's in it with me, and she's been there from the beginning, Samantha Mullins, she lost her, uh, fiance at the Mm -hmm. time, um, in a car accident, and they didn't have any, uh, they weren't, I mean, obviously they weren't expecting anything. He was really young, so they didn't have any prep for his, like, funeral or anything, so we, put that money towards his funeral bill and everything like that but this year we uh it was for the cuddle cot for arh there was a lady marcia hall i think's her name i'm terrible at names i'm so sorry but she my one of our other volunteers beverly also uh works up there with her and she approached me with it and was like she's just really trying to get this because she lost her grandson and it was a really bad experience. And until that point, I had never even heard of it. And so she filled me in on what it was. And I was like, I like it. I really I like it. And I feel like it'll be a, a long-term thing. So we had like a goal that we was hoping to be able to get enough to help her with what she already had to get it. But this year, like I said, was our best year. And we were able to give her enough to get that, plus the Moses basket. And we f- we surpassed greatly what I was hoping for. So... That was good. Can you describe what that is for people? The the cuddle, cuddle cot. Yeah. yeah, it was um it's for mothers that have like stillborn babies mm-hmm. or ones that die shortly after birth mm-hmm. and it preserves them longer. Um right now they would have to put them like on ice packs and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but they can actually keep them in their room and have more of a time to mourn mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And I just thought that was a a great investment. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Broke my heart, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else? Oh, I was going to ask you earlier when you said that you, like, even as a kid, kind of just loved Halloween. <laughs> Can yes. you talk more about that? Like, what do you love about it? Why do you love it? Yeah, I'm covered <laughs> in Halloween, so. Uh, everything. Uh, I'm born, I was born on October 13th, so I'm just, I feel like I was destined for it, really, but uh <laughs> There, I love fall, and with that, it just, I, I had, honestly, I have terrible anxiety, and with fall, and when it comes to Halloween, and there's just certain things about it that just calms me down, like the, the smells, the, you know, the weather, just every, everything, I, I always tell everybody I'm a better person in fall, like I'm just, I'm the happiest person in fall, so 
meet me in fall. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It was literally, I just, with Halloween, I always loved dressing up. I loved the trick-or-treating. I loved all of it. And then I had never been a part of anything like that. And when, when I got with my uncle, he was like, holy cow, this was something I had no clue that I was missing in my life. And now I don't know how not to have this in, my, in, this in my life. Um, as far as brimstone, too, like, I it, it's more than what it is. And I know that's weird. It's sort of, that's odd to say. But we are a group of people. And, and like I said, we keep growing and growing. The core of us, especially, though, we're like a bunch of misfits. I mean, like, those types of outcast people that, you know, I weirdos I guess you would say but with the biggest hearts you would never know from somebody and that's why you know a lot of people are like so you don't keep nothing you don't keep any of the money that you make you know no I don't that's that's not what we're doing this for it's we're doing this because we love it and and honestly one of the most bittersweet things about brimstone is when it's over because you're you're with these people day in and day out for forever like at least two months but then especially the last couple weeks literally every single day every spare minute you're with these people and you're laughing and you're going to eat together and you know you're doing all this stuff and you're they're at your house trying to fit costumes and all this stuff and you're like man this is it now what what am I supposed to do with my time I'm I'm free but I don't you know I (laughs) torture me more let me work more (laughs) Uh, we're all best friends. I literally don't hang out or do anything with anybody outside of Brimstone. And it's not because it's like, oh, I have to. Like, literally, all of my best friends and, my, like I said, my family are in Brimstone. And it's one of those things that once you get in there and you see it's more than just people doing volunteer work and doing a haunted house. We're legitimately, like, the biggest kind of wadded-up family. And no one has any problems with anybody. It's the craziest. You would think a mixture of... That many people is not going to go well, but we seriously have the best, best time. And I don't want to ever, like, I think the the one thing that would keep me from ever quitting, because I threaten it every year, they hate me so much, they're like, shut up. When this comes August, you're going to be like, all right, it's time to go. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I just don't want to, I don't want to lose that. I love it. I love how close that we all are. And now, you know, some of our kids have been in it. This is like their third year, and they're still they're still little. They they're raising it. And they're like, Mom, when when we're doing brimstone, what am I gonna be this year? You know, <laughs> God love one of them. She's got she's laying in the hospital right now. She's got pneumonia, and I feel terrible because I'm like, Oh, it's not my fault. And she's like, tripping out because she thinks her mom's not gonna let her do it next year. She's freaking out. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's like, Baby, don't die, and we'll talk about it next year. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But it's one of my favorite parts. But I love giving to the different people and the different the things that we do and, and trying to make a difference. I love that we've overcome a lot of negativity, a lot of, um, honestly, a lot of disrespect and bad-mouthing from a lot of people. But it's just, it's made us stronger seeing now where we've come from and what kind of a fan base that we have now. People messaging us constantly and just, I, I love it. I love that I can, and he he knows it too. I'll be out places and they'll be like, oh my God, what's up girl? And I feel terrible and it's not just me. I'm terrible with names. I talk to people all the time and I can't think of their names. I'm awful. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, what's up? You know, I'll stand there and talk for like 10 minutes and I'll look at him and I'm like, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) I don't know them. I don't know who that is. But they're like, oh God, you you run Brimstone, right? I love Brimstone. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) I don't know who you are. (laughs) <laughs> but it happens all the time and i and i i love it i don't love not knowing who people are i'm terrified they're gonna ask me a question i should know the answer to <laughs> and i'm like oh god it's gonna happen one day i'm just gonna have to be like i don't know who you are but i do love it when they're like oh god i love brimstone i come through y'all did great it was awesome and I'm like, <laughs> yes come back next year how so how many do you know how many people came through this year you've talked about how your fan base grows do you like 300 well around 300 in this two year. days yeah, and about a total of about eight hours. Wow. Because we ran around four-ish hours, maybe five, in between eight and ten hours, five each night. So, and we made right around 3000 Wow. So, at $10 a piece, that was, it was right around 300 people. Which, I mean, like, some of them, I think, were duplicates. Some of them came, like, Friday night and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So, 
but still we also had some that were uh, given like free tickets mm -hmm. for different stuff so they kind of counteract so we still had around 300 that's come impressive through. and then you know we lose a lot because where we do have so many volunteers they can't get off more than one weekend in a row mm -hmm. all of them yeah. so um we have to we do all of this work and we for so long and we can only do it for one weekend and it's sort of mm. i'm not gonna say a waste obviously it's not a waste but i just wish that we could do it longer because we have a lot of people that message and like oh my gosh i'm gonna be out of town you know i'm gonna miss it are you sure you can't do it another weekend but uh we have talked about now that since we do have so many volunteers possibly doing like a split to where half of them work mm. one weekend and then the other half work a second weekend for next year fingers mm -hmm. crossed that works out yeah so, but we all are all we uh, we are also looking for a different location because of the weather, because of the lack of um, security, and uh, the, we have to pay people to come and after we get our lights and generators and stuff up there because you know it's just wide open for somebody to be able to come and steal mm. everything, mm -hmm. and they come and cut wires to our new lights this year. And it's just, it's a mess. And, you know, people, it doesn't matter how hard you try. Like, there's still going to be people that do stupid crap. But we're trying to find a place to, or like I said, our, the little girl, Alexis, that's in the in the hospital right now. Like, I want her to be able to do it. So I want to find a place that's going to have electricity mm -hmm. so it can be warm if it's cold mm -hmm. for the kids and stuff. I don't want anybody to not be able to come because of weather. Yeah. So we're on the we're on the search for next year already to to find a different location. Cough cough. If anybody knows anything, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you don't like to go through haunted houses, but do you like horror movies? <laughs> Honestly, you no. don't. I That's don't. Amazing. It's so weird. That's fascinating. <laughs> I and I tell you why. I swear, we just went and watched the new Halloween movie. And, like, I can't, my anxiety, like, I can't. I was like, hey, I'm going to have an anxiety attack before they do something. Like, yeah, I'm about to have one just you describing your haunted house. So I'm with you, <laughs> but I was going to ask yeah, if you no. have a, like, so many people really no. like to be scared. Like, people enjoy it, right? That's right, part of yeah. why people pay for haunted houses. Do you have, you're not personally one of those people, no. but you s clearly spend a lot of time thinking about it. My, and around yeah, people. my, uh, why do you think people. What? I don't know. I think it's an adrenaline thing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's an adrenaline rush. They they get that rush, but if they only knew how much more of a rush you get from scaring people, <laughs> I would be out of business because everybody would be trying to run a haunted house. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I get scared. I don't like uh, watching scary movies because the the, uh, the having to wait for whatever they're gonna do, I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna rip my skin off right now. He needs to I, kill her. I don't care what you do. Just do something because I'm waiting. And I can't wait no more. I'm freaking out. Like, I just want to get up and walk out. I looked at him. And I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to, I'm not going to watch the movie. I'm going to leave because I can't stand this anymore. It's freaking me out. I do. Yeah. Oh my God. We went and watched uh, Insidious, the last Insidious movie. I was panicking out already before I even went. It was a bad decision. Bad decision. And in the middle, the middle of this stupid movie, you know what? I'm sitting in the middle of the theater and they get you. They, they, they reel you in to think you know what's going to happen. And you're waiting for it. And you're like, this for sure, right here. It's going to happen right here. Well, it didn't happen right there. And it happened about four seconds later. And I screamed so loud <laughs> that I embarrassed myself. Because everybody clearly knew where it was coming from. And I literally was like, oh my God. That just happened. I screamed like a little girl in this movie theater. Oh, that was it. That was it. I, I had done it. I'd done it in for myself at that point. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't like it. I, I think people do it though because it's like that, that adrenaline of being scared and they like it. But like I said, I, I can't handle that because it's too anxiety, too much anxiety for me. But I love the adrenaline I get by being able to plan it out and know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And I get this. I, I get the adrenaline from seeing their reactions from that. From that back view you know mm -hmm. and then i get to be like you're so scared <laughs> you know, I, love, I love that part and you know, when they're jumping like cats and trying to run out and they're peeing on themselves and that's where i get my adrenaline from i don't want to be scared no <laughs> that's funny um well what else do you think those are kind of all my questions that i have are there other things you think people should know about either your particular haunted house or this topic generally I just, I feel like 
our biggest issue ever has just been to let as many people know, hey, we're not in here, uh, you know, we've not got a satanic circle of worship happening. It's just an act. Like, it, I, and I, that's what I tell people. I'm like, you know, if you're going to see it and go to a movie and watch that, it's literally no different. You are paying to come and watch a live version of what you pay to watch a film because that's all we're doing. And the only difference is we're doing it for a good cause. We're not trying to reap the benefits from anybody. We're not trying to hoard up some money for terrible things. We're literally giving money to kids or people that are sick or kids at Christmas that don't have anything. If we were terrible people, and, and, and you know, some people are going to look at us like we're terrible anyway because half of us are covered in tattoos. And, yeah, you know, I'm 33 the majority of us are legally in the age of drinking. So, you know, we go to street side. We go to Summit. We have a beer. We hang out. People are going to look at us like we're bad anyway. Just because of an image. But we're not. Just because of the way we look and, and what we're doing to try to raise money for these kids. We're not bad people. I would I would shout that to anybody. And I, I'm very defensive over us and, and anybody that's inside of it. And if... I I'd, I'd probably get too heated sometimes <laughs> in defending them, but I would defend any of them. And, and it goes back to, to, to saying how much of a family we are. Like, I would do anything for any of those people inside of Brimstone because I see how big-hearted they are, and they put all of their extra time, and not just extra time, but people put their own money into it too i'm like oh my god we got out we we ran out of plastic i got i'm at walmart it's fine i got it i got it <laughs> not a problem so they're putting their time they're putting their money and their their efforts and their family like we've got fam full families that do this into this to 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 bring something to this community that is good and and others can benefit from so if nothing else, that's what I want uh, the name Brimstone to be associated with. More so than even like the haunted house. Just that like, oh, did you go to Brimstone? Yeah, you know. And then think about what we did for that year or years past instead of being like, oh my God, that haunted house is so crazy. <laughs> I mean, I want to say that too, but I still want, you know, who we are to be the bigger picture and what we're trying to do being the bigger picture. And I would love to grow. I would love to like expand, but... You know, our resources are sort of, well, we don't have any resources, really. We, do, we work with what we have. That's why I said, you know, we're looking for a new place to try to be able to make it a little better and, and to uh, maybe even have some more opportunities. I know that it's very hush-hush right now. We've not really announced anything, but we're really trying to work on a big Christmas project this year, uh, Brimstone Wonderland. And so I don't, I don't have any details yet, but it's in it's brewing. Yeah, it's in our pot over here brewing, and we're trying to work some things out. So that might be another uh, avenue of of something that opens up shortly. Wait, hopefully. so this also will be scary or not? Scary? No, 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 not scary. That's cool. I different can, direction. I can come to some yeah. other kinds of events. No, we. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something we say too. You know, we we're associated with that that scary, that dark. You know, it, it's ungodly the things that I'm tagged in on Facebook, but I'm like. And people are like, oh, I thought of you when I saw this. And I'm like, why are you thinking? Like, what is, do you see that? And you think of me, that's terrible. I mean, I get it, but it's terrible. That's awful. Don't think of me when you see that. But no, we were um, wanting to kind of make a brighter side for that reason. Uh, with Brimstone, we wanted to kind of do like a uh, pictures with Santa and like the gifts and yeah. the music and the elves and the whole nine yards there just doing something really fun for christmas for kids that wanted to come in and get their pictures with santa and we wanted to do like candy bags and maybe pair with another uh charity we've been looking into here and there that we're doing the gifts for the kids doing like a collaboration just to make something really big for them you know yeah. just there's a lot of kids in the community that don't have good christmases and we want to, I mean, if we have the means to do anything to help anybody, we will. We have a lot of people approach us for a lot of different things, and I wish that we could help with all of them. But we try to do what we can that's going to benefit the most, and that's something that's just really simple for us to pull off that probably wouldn't be so simple for 
a lot of other people. And so I just feel like, hey, you know, if we can do it, then let's do it. And let's, let's let them sit back and enjoy this. And the satisfaction that you get when you're walking out of there on Saturday night and you're dying and you're bleeding and you're sweaty and you're cold and hungry and you're like, oh, my God. But then you're like, this is our best year. We made this much money. We reached our goals. And, like, that was awesome. You know, it's just it's the best feeling in the world. And that's the – I feel like that's what makes 30-plus people come back and then some every single year. Yeah. So, you know – I still, like I said, I don't even know what the question was at that point. No, it's great. Going. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I feel like my cheeks are burning. <laughs> no, you did great. The question was, was there anything else you thought people oh, should yeah, know? Well, and you, you I go. feel like you answered that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in and Oh, uh, can I do like some thank yes. yous? Like real sure. quick, I don't even know if they'll hear, but I just want everybody to know like, Anybody that's there, because we, we, ha- we do have some people that just come in for a season, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, they can't, you know, whatever else, they can't do it anymore or whatever, but for anybody that's ever been a part of Brimstone, had a hand in Brimstone, give us a shot. Like, the mayor, for for sure, is, like, one of our biggest, back like, awesomest supporters, and we love the mayor. The mayor's great, but also um, Pat Shelton. Without her and David Nairmore, we never would have been in Whitesburg ever. And we we have a lot of backing from a lot of people, a lot of sponsors, and too many for me to, like, try to go into. But I just wanted to say that we truly do appreciate every person that's ever had a hand in helping us and volunteering for any kind or making a donation or putting flyers in their stores or whatever else. Like, we might not be able to come around and probably thank you enough the way that you should be but i don't want anybody to ever think that we don't think of it or we're not appreciative because we absolutely are and but especially to our fan base that keeps coming back every year and supporting us we couldn't do anything unless they kept coming back and and it seems to keep growing and i'm happy but i just wanted to say thank you to all those people that have made us who we are and especially my crew, my little baby crews that are going to probably be listening to this right now. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, too. It was, yeah. it was great doing this. Yeah. Been walking in the graveyard. Can't explain exactly why. That's it for this episode of Mountain Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to listen to this or previous episodes again, you can find it on our website at wmmt.org or download Mountain Talk as a podcast on SoundCloud or Stitcher. If you'd like to listen to this or previous episodes again, you can find it on our website at wmmt.org or download Mountain Talk as a podcast on SoundCloud or Stitcher. I've been your host, Rachel Geringer, and from all of us at WMMT, thanks for listening to Real Haunted Radio this Halloween.